Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. And today we're talking about the devil's playground. You know, uh, you, you want to be a leader. You want to be in the top three levels of the human consciousness cone. You recognize that nobody's going to follow anybody that's in a got to, should, need to, or even want to space, which is the level we always leave a little bit vague in these things, which is called an open heart. Because an open heart is generous, an open heart is giving, it never asks for anything in return. An open heart is clumsy. An open heart is a beautiful thing. It makes you feel good, but it doesn't necessarily transmit into a communication to the other person that they should be thankful for you and what you gave. So an open heart is a really, I would say, highly evolved, what Maslow called self-actualized. It's a want-to state of mind that is completely oblivious to the fact that if you give something to someone and they don't appreciate it, you didn't give anything. If you give too much to someone and they don't feel worthy of it, they don't feel anything. And that quite happens in relationship because you want to give somebody something or they want to give you something. You don't feel worthy of it, so you don't recognize that they gave you something. This want-to space is a bloody nightmare, to be honest with you. And we elated and say living from your heart is really beautiful but it's not it always leads back down the pyramid back down to the bottom back down into disappointment and frustration and anger because an open heart gives an open heart uh, gives unconditionally it gives 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 and the person they give it to may not feel worthy of it and therefore it just ends up giving it's like throwing money in a swimming pool so we're here today to talk about overwhelm. The overwhelm is the devil's playground because what it says is you can't cope. What it basically says in overwhelm is you're incompetent, you're stupid, you're ignorant, you're incapable. If you're a sports, if you're like me, taking people in the Himalayas and you're standing there going, oh, I'm just... I'm just overwhelmed with the variables for tomorrow. I just don't know which way to go. I don't know where we're going to end up. I don't know how high the mountain. There's so much going on. The weather's changing. Oh, my God. I don't. You want to go here? You want to go there? I, I'm overwhelmed. Everybody's sitting in the coffee shop, drinking their coffee, going, my God, I'm in a really serious trouble. My leader's fucked. My leader's in overwhelm. So every single time you personally give yourself the indulgence to say, I'm overwhelmed with the work that's on my table, you just sunk the leadership ship, ship, ship thing, boat. You just sunk the boat. Because nobody on this planet is going to follow an overwhelmed leader. I lived opposite Jamie Packer. I saw him and I said hi to him every single day for years and years and years. And during the time that I saw him across the road with his wife and his kids and his bodyguards and the people playing out front, I saw this amazing individual who was worth, I think at the time, 20-something billion dollars. I saw this guy never overwhelmed. He walked out, he had his personal trainer he had the people he was working with 
He had people serving him. He had his driver. Jamie Packer had a driver sitting 24-7 out front of his house just in case he wanted to go somewhere. And the driver was highly paid and the car was very expensive. And I saw a person with casinos going up and down, with billions of dollars in China, with, with worries in the stock exchange. And I saw a person never get overwhelmed because he surrounded himself with people that he could delegate to, that he could give stuff to, to say, you'd look after that and I'll look after this and you look after that. And so the genius of the heritage of the family, because he came from a big family with lots of billions of dollars, the heritage of that is he never got overwhelmed. Not until he met a woman long after he left my neighborhood who made him feel overwhelmed and took him to therapy and took him to Argentina and he went down like a, like a sack of spuds. Overwhelm is when leadership fails. Overwhelm when you, is when you confess you're fucked up. Overwhelm is when you confess you're incompetent. Overwhelm is where you tell somebody above you you can't handle what you've already got, so there's just no way you're going to handle more. Overwhelm is what people throw time at. They say, I've got more work to do, I'm going to throw more time at it. And that is like a cave person with a club hitting uh, somebody over the head saying, you annoy me, bop. And throwing time at work is as, is as ignorant as driving a, a Lamborghini backwards down the middle of the main street of Sydney. Overwhelm is as stupid as hitting a golf ball with your mouth. Overwhelm is as stupid as covering yourself in sardine oil and going for a swim off Bondi and expecting not to be bitten. Overwhelm is self-sabotage. Overwhelm is ignorant incompetence. And what overwhelm is, is inevitable because what it basically says is you've evolved to a bigger place in life than you were before. You've become incompetent and you need to go offline and become competent and then come back online. And this is the purpose of all coaching, whether it's mine or somebody else's, is to separate yourself from the real world and go into virtual reality and in virtual, virtual reality, explore your options and find one that comes back to reality and eliminates overwhelm. I have a funny joke that I put on to every client I ever meet who has a statement that says, I'm so busy, I can't. I can't go for a walk at lunchtime because I'm so busy. This is just bullshit. I'm so busy that I got fat. Oh, really? F busy and fat? I'm so busy that I'm grumpy at my children at night. Really? Why do you work? Oh, to provide a house and a home for my children. So you're so busy providing a house and a home for your children that you're grumpy? What bullshit can this possibly be that we allow ourselves to listen to this rhetoric, to speak this rhetoric to someone and nobody bites us in the ass for saying, what the fuck? What are you doing to yourself? Overwhelm proves we are devolved. We are less 
evolved than the works in front of us. However, overwhelm is a complete trust because the universe or your boss or God or whoever you want to talk about is giving you more than you think you're capable of, but they think you are. And so somebody is giving you trust. They're giving you more problems that you want to handle. They're giving you more work than you want to handle. But they're saying, I know you can do it. But you can't do it if you stick to the same way you did it. Because the way you did it was clumsy enough to handle, let's say, eight hours work in 10 hours. And now they give you 12 hours work and you're going to have to do it in 14. So overwhelm is when you are stuck in a process. The feminine part of existence is process oriented. We understand that because we have self-talk. Self-talk is I reward you, I reward you for trying, I reward you for your effort. I motivate you by saying you can do it and I instruct you by saying you know what to do. But the problem with this whole paradigm of self-talk is the instructor remains uh, immune from being challenged. The motivator can say, you can do this. The child can say, well done for trying, but the instructor can be wrong. And the instructor is stuck in a, like a broken record going around, you can do it, you, can, you know what to do, you know what to do, but you don't. If you're a, a bike rider like I am, and you ride a bike, every single week you learn a new technique for riding the bike because it's bloody hard to ride this. It never gets easier. You just need to get faster. And you get faster, it gets, it's the same hard, but at different speed. Cornering and changing gear and riding up hills and going down hills and going on the flat. It never gets easier. But you have to continually deal with overwhelming information to say you're not keeping up. And that's the same in business. So if you're applying the same business structure and saying, well, you know, I worked for, uh, I worked for the Ford Motor Company in 1912, and therefore in 2022, I really know how to do this job. I'm so sorry. Evolution means you got to change how you do things. And one of the ways we do that is we call it organize, supervise, deputize. It's a triangle. Organize goes down. We've talked about the water, the fall from grace. Organize means if you do anything in your life twice and it's the same, you need to, cook, you need to organize it well enough so it becomes a system. Supervise, which is across the bottom of the pyramid, says I'm going to test whether I organize this well, well enough by teaching somebody else. I'm going to supervise, not give it, not delegate. I'm going to organize it. Then I'm going to supervise it. I'm going to watch how that person handles it. And if they don't handle it well, at the dumbest of dumbest levels of human existence, if they don't handle it well, I haven't organized it properly enough. I have to go back to the drawing board. Systematize it. So it's repeatable. We used to use check sheets and checklists and and all sorts of forms we filled in to make sure that we stuck on, stuck on a system. But of course, we digitize this now. So it's organized on one side, supervised to make sure you really got your shit together and you really know what you're talking about when you're saying, I've got a system that does what I used to do for eight hours, I can do it in five minutes. 
Now I'm going to teach some, see how somebody else works the app or works the program. And then I'm going to deputize. I'm going to say, you're now responsible for that because I organized it really well. I supervised it, make sure you did it really well and make sure my organization was right because that's the, the back check. We always check that, that it, we, we always be, uh, be open to learn and modify and grow something. And then once we get it right, we see we, we supervise somebody else and they go, that was a cinch. That was really easy. You go, I hereby deputize the world with an app or with a program or with a piece of software or with something to make it so that the simplest people in the hierarchy of the seven years of life can do what you used to take all day to do. They take five minutes to do and they're very simple. They haven't got your gift. And so what we end up with uh, saying is that overwhelm is a sign that you're stuck, that you are stuck. You are a prison of your own process. And there are a thousand ways to deal with it but most people would rather complain and complain. Oh, I've got too much work to do. I'm going to take a day off. I'm going to work four days a week. It's too much for me. I'm going to start. But they're stuck in process. They're stuck in their own way. Overwhelm means somebody trusts you to do a volume of work and get it done in half the time. So the evolution of human consciousness says get more done in less time. Get more done in less time. Get more done in less time. That's the evolution of human consciousness translated into business. It's a tree. It's a flower. If you take this out and go for your walk today and you're walking around saying, nature's saying, get more done in less time. How does that work? The grass got to grow faster with, this, with less sunlight because there's air pollution. So this, the grass is evolving. The top of the tree is reaching up and going, well, the weather isn't the same, but I've, got to, but I've got to adapt to that and get more done in less time. Every animal is getting more done in less time. How long does it take a dog to have a shag? Oh no, I'm, I'm only joking. So it's a beautiful thought because what you have in your hands is the secret to the universe it's saying to you if you're overwhelmed you are stuck in the past and if you have an overwhelm you can reach out and work out how to automate organize supervise deputize and therefore evolve get more done in less time now if you do that you come home with more energy than you went to work with but if you don't do that, you come home with less energy than when you work with. And then your relationship starts to suffer because the person who's married to you, the person who's engaged to you, the person who wants to come and see you, wants to come and see you because you got more energy at the end of the day than you had at the start. That's what you faked when you met them. And now all of a sudden you're coming home exhausted because your work evolved and you expect your partner to, to rub your feet. And that's romantic. But if it's because you've not been able to get more done in less time and you're overwhelmed and you're complaining about it, that is going to switch them off faster than doing a poo on the carpet. <laughs> There's food for thought, right? And we should discuss this when you call me today and we have our coaching session. How do you get more done in less time? And what do you do with the time that you get when you get more done in less time? What do you do with that time? Do you work or play golf? That's a good question. Bye for now.